G'day, g'day guys. Now before we dive into today's show, I want to let you know that some of you may be aware that over the past eight years, I have built a substantial multifamily real estate portfolio here in the US worth over half a billion dollars. And in that time, my passive investors have received fantastic double digit returns. And now you too can invest directly into my deals for as little as $50,000. So if you're an interested investor, head over to reedgoosens.com to find out more. That's reedgoosens.com. Now back into the show. If you think of a of a J, right? A J. Mm-hmm. If you've heard of the the, the J curve, basically yep. that's exactly right. You have your 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 cap someplace in your business or wherever you're at right now. Unfortunately, in order for you to grow, it often takes for you to hire that right person or make that commitment, do less on your end or make less money or something of that nature where you feel like, man, am I really taking, am I really going in the wrong direction? So in that J curve, you start to go down, but in order, but what will happen is that when you invest in people, just like you said, it will propel you way farther that you were capable of doing on your own. And that's exactly what you have to look at is like, yes, I'm willing to financially invest in other people. I'm willing to emotionally invest in other people. Once again, sometimes that feels like you're really kind of going back, you're doing a lot more work, but it'll allow you to propel to to layers and depths that you never were able to do in your business. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast. From Los Angeles, I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom, massive amounts of cash flow and ultimately created extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link, and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show.
Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Josh Kalinowski. Josh is the CEO of eight companies. He's a coach, a family man, and Josh is hell-bent on helping leaders live a life of exceptional impact and of influence. Through his speaking, coaching, and organizations, Josh motivates, advises, and leads others to reach their potential in business and in life. And to top it all off, he was an ex-professional baseball player, and he's only one of two or three people that I've had on the show as an ex-professional baseball player, as a really an athlete myself. I always envy these types of guys, but I'm really pumped and excited to have him on the show today to share his incredible knowledge and his experience with us. But enough out of me. Let's get him out here. G'day, Josh. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? I'm doing great, buddy. Thanks for having me on, man. Excited to be here. And for everyone who's listening, this is actually take number two. We had some technical issues. <laughs> issues so uh, my apologies to Josh. Uh, take every bit of his time, but but you know how, how technology goes these days. But for, um, like I ask all my guests when they jump on the, on the show, I like to rewind the clock. And can you tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid? Yeah, my man. I remember uh, growing up, my father was a contractor. And so anytime that he needed help either cleaning up something or going to the dump, he had four children that were eager and ready to make some money. So we... Uh, we made money in the construction sites uh, when we were growing up. That's awesome. And and talk about the 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 bridge in coming from growing up with you know in a household. I think you mentioned on the first round. You think you said you're the oldest of six kids, yeah. but how you were brought up and raised, and then getting into becoming a professional baseball player, and then ultimately coming into the world of entrepreneurship. How, how did how did that unplay? Yeah, you bet, my man. Uh, so, you know, I'm a Washington kid. I was born up in Pasco, Washington, and we moved to Wyoming and we had no relatives. We moved there really because uh, mom and dad were a part of a kind of a bigger organization. And so family to us always meant the people that we surrounded ourselves with. And so I was always drawn to athletics. One, because I just, I loved the competitiveness. I loved the, I loved winning. I hated losing. Uh, I loved that it brought the best out of me, even though sometimes it also brought the worst out of me. But I, I really knew from the very beginning that I was, I was created to play. I was created to be a professional. But at what? I wasn't quite sure. I was still trying to figure that out. Uh, my idol was Bo Jackson. And so I wanted to be a multi-sport athlete. And so from a very early age, that was my pursuit. I didn't care about anything. My main focus was about playing a sport professionally. And so as I got older and we, because we were um, in a very small town, I happened to be a relatively big fish in a small town that allowed me to have access to playing up with other athletes. And then also to get notarized and recognized when we played these other great teams. And so I got drafted out of high school. I ended up going to a junior college, got drafted out of junior college, and then had the opportunity to go play. I played a stint with the Colorado Rockies for a number of years. And then at the age of 26, I ran into a number of injuries and I just couldn't get over that. I couldn't get over that hill. And even though I was not ready to be retired, not ready for the next chapter of my life, um, the game of baseball was over for me. And so I was forced to kind of come to this realization that my life was no longer going to be an athlete or as a professional athlete. And so I spent many years uh, wandering just lost in a sense of like what I was supposed to do. My father was a builder, so I knew I could come back and, uh, and work in that industry to a certain point, but I did not 
I didn't want to pound nails the rest of my life. And so I got into real estate when I came back home, came back with my tail tucked between my legs. I got into real estate because it was such an easy point of entry, to be honest with you. It's two weeks and here I am, have like a, I've got a license, but I really had no meaning for why I wanted to get in it other than that I knew I needed to make a paycheck. I was newly married. My wife was in school to become a registered nurse. And um, when I left the game, I left it broken physically, broken emotionally, and then of course, broken financially because I was supposed to be making millions. And so money was irrelevant and, or at least how I spent it uh, was irrelevant. And I was never disciplined in that. And so it was a long journey for me to discover a greater purpose and really a vision of what I wanted and needed for my life. And it, it's incredible because I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs on this show and, and whether it be through loss of family or loss, a loss of an identity in, in, in oneself can be such a earth shattering and shaky to your core. And I'm sure I could imagine at 26, you would have been very young. You, you know, I, I don't know much about the professional baseball league, but I know enough that 26 is young. <laughs> so yeah. you, you probably had, were thinking that it was going to be many, many years, maybe even another decade or so of, a fruitful career yeah. and then to have it all taken away from you like you know like anything in life if you're if you're you know becoming a doctor or you're becoming a lawyer or you, you lose a family member and you lose that identity so how was the struggle coming out and coming back into sort of society I and mean, what did you do to, to cope with that yeah well i think first of all you know you, i think you're really well poised when you said this is that there's so many people whether you're a doctor an attorney or you've had uh even like a divorce a, you right. know you divorced there's a piece of you that you identified as right and in in the book that i wrote I, I talk about this i mean this was like a divorce this was something that i was committed to this is something that i sacrificed for um i bled for for a matter of you know with all my surgeries and and then one day they walk in and they say hey listen I'm leaving and I'm taking the kids. Mm. And so it was devastating because you feel hopeless. And once again, your entire identity is just walked out that door. You have no idea who you are. You know, you have no idea who the, what the value that you bring to society is. And, and for me, what was really hard too, is that I, once again, being a big fish in a small pond, I was coming back to that small pond. And I was coming back with the weight of these expectations of a life unfulfilled. And so um, it was very, very humbling for me. Now, I, granted, I needed probably some humility in my life, but that was tremendously humbling for me to come back home. People were supportive, but we all know that we all have these head games that we play in our minds. And I was not strong enough. Now, I was mentally strong enough to be on the diamond, but I was not strong enough mentally to be on the diamond of life. Mm. And so it was a lot of maturing that I needed to find. I needed to grow. I needed to discover in order for me to realize that, you know, maybe I do have a greater purpose. Maybe I was meant for something more. And uh, that journey took a number of years. You know, once, once again, from the age of 26, basically all the way to the age of 40, I was trying to discover who I was supposed to become now that the greatest thing in my life was over. Mm. And I could imagine the, the demons in the head going, oh, you know, washed up baseball star, you know, coming back to where you grew up, everyone's sort of the weight of expectation. And again, that's one element and it's, you know, not, not trying to paint a sob story here, but yeah. insert, you know, life traumatic event 
there, right? It's the same yes. thing, the same mental anguish that you go through. How how do you get up and, and get up the next day? How do you clothe yourself? How do you, you know, yeah. pull yourself back up from your bootstraps again when you've identified as such a thing and everyone else has identified you as that thing? So, and I, again, I have talked to many entrepreneurs on the show who divorced from either their, their wife or they've had loss in their life in terms of close family members or even a separation in a, in a business partnership. It all sort of boils down to identity and value. And I think it's so important to, excuse me, to talk about that because not many people do, right? And reinventing yourself is one of the hardest things out there to do because you have to prove it to not only everyone else, you have to prove it to yourself. Yep. And I think that's really, really powerful. And you know, from, you said, from the age of 26 to 35, 40, you had, you had a, a rediscovery. So yeah. with all that being said, where, what does today look like for you? Because it's obviously you've, you've clearly come out the other side just fine. You know, we want to talk about the good stuff as well here. So, so what, what, yeah. what, paint the picture for us today. Well, I, yeah, I mean, right now, I will tell you, I'm still a work in progress. Uh, mm. I will tell you, uh, you know, uh, just even, uh, you know, probably about a month, a month ago, I was dealing just with some seasonal depression in a sense. We live in Wyoming and the sun doesn't shine all the time and you have to, you're like, where's the vitamin D, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's things that you have to constantly be doing, especially as, as you were talking about, there's, you, you deal with a lot of entrepreneurs, you deal with a lot of business owners. You know, those are their highs and lows in that. There's successes and then there's losses. And, and, and we constantly have to be working on ourselves because that we know that when we are at our optimal best, we can be the best for other people. So for me, this has been a journey of self-discovery. This has been a journey of forgiveness. This has been a journey of me understanding that I don't have to be perfect anymore. And so as I continue to grow in all of those areas, the other thing that was so important for me was super important for me to start to surround myself with the team again. You know, as I started to invest in myself, whether it was by reading books or by podcasts, I needed to surround myself with other people that were going to push me in ways that I was not capable of pushing or that I had not discovered how to push. And those are the things, and there's reasons why I was able to get into real estate and have success. There's a reason why I was able to start these other companies and start having successes with them not saying that there's not setbacks. We have daily setbacks, mm. but it's always getting up one more time for one more battle for one more day, because we know that the victory is on the other side of that chapter. Yeah. No, and I think you summarized it well, that regardless, you went obviously through a, a quite an emotional and mental uh, shift uh, in, in your identity coming out of baseball, but also just in, in, in becoming uh, becoming an entrepreneur, there is ups and downs in, on, on, on the regular yeah. when you're trying to build a business from scratch. And I yeah. love what you said about the, the, the surrounding yourself with people. I mean, you, you and I probably are similar types of, uh, you know, well, on the disc profile, like you need to be surrounded by others to, to sort of yeah. get your juices going for you. But yeah. that is, you know, the best way and sometimes the best medicine to, to get out there and get back on the horse and, and, and be surrounded with other people who are like-minded so you can keep moving the ball down the fairway in, in terms of the progress, because there will be setbacks. And I think that's the most important thing in life. So I mentioned earlier, you have eight companies. What, what are they? <laughs> and yeah. how, do you, how do you balance it all? Yeah. So a number, we've got everything from real estate. Uh, so on the residential side, commercial side, we've got property management, which is a separate company. Uh, we have a roofing company. Wow. Uh, we had, uh, you know, we have a, we have a gym or, and we've kind of we're actually transforming that right now too. Uh, we've got a media company. We've got some coaching companies. So every one of the things though really is an ancillary uh, business and, and, and real estate is kind of the hub of it. What, what I was looking at is like, 
I know that I have to constantly grow. I know that I have to constantly invent or, or create. That is just one of the things that drives me on a daily basis. And so what can I do that will actually complement the businesses that we have? And we, you know, we, sometimes we think traditional, especially in real estate, you think of like, you got to have a mortgage industry or you got to have a title. Uh, I wanted to, I, I was being a little bit more creative because the other thing that we we're looking at and what we'd really try to develop in people is a lifestyle. Um, for our companies, it's really important for us to be not just a business that they love to work and show up at, but we also wanted a lifestyle that they loved to be here because we were we were focused on all the aspects of life. And there's five foundations that we believe in. We believe in faith. So faith in a spiritual aspect, but really faith in developing faith within yourself. Because when we know the person, when the person is healthy, man, they can accomplish amazing things, right? So it's faith and we have family and how important family is. So whether, whether it's just you and your pup or whether it's you and six kids, you know, it doesn't matter. There's, there's family that is super important. So there's faith, family, there's fitness, there's finance, and there's future. And so what we wanted to do and what we try to do, we strive to do this, is we have those five foundations as a center for our, all of our businesses. And so we try to create an environment that people, when they show up, they know that they're getting they're getting um, nurtured in and or they're getting um, pushed in or they're getting supported in all five of these of these foundations. And that's when we know that we're making a great impact in people's lives. For those of you who are interested in staying up to date with all the latest happenings in my business or to learn more about passively investing directly into my multifamily value add deals, then head over to readgoosens.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter. By signing up, you will automatically be notified about my new up and coming investment opportunities. You'll be able to stay up to date with all the latest real estate news here in the United States and much, much more. So head over to readgoosens.com and sign up today. Now back into the show. I, I love that because so I, I can point to specific episodes in this show over the last six and a half years where people are so hell-bent on the business. And I, I talk about pillars on this show and, you know, pillars meaning I'm a structural engineer. So yeah. you've got to have multiple pillars to support a structure, right? You can't just have one. Otherwise, it's going to fall over. Yeah. And so many people focus on the business. And it goes back to identity, right? It goes back to what we're talking about in the underlying of the show is people put all, a lot of energy into that one pillar, Right but they forget about the family, forget about the fitness. They forget about, you know, being spiritual or being, being, uh, being, being of faith. Mm -hmm. These things matter because ultimately we, we, we sometimes forget when we're so hell bent on creating something from scratch that we sometimes stop and we need to enjoy the journey, see where we've come from. And I just see so many people fight, not quote unquote fail, like, you know, divorce and, Kids hate them, but their business yeah. is really strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you can't live just on one pillar. You have yeah. to be spread across multiple pillars. And I think that's exactly what you're trying to get at. The, the, the faith, the family, the fitness, the, uh, the, the finances, and the future. Yeah. So the, the five Fs there, which is, is just freaking awesome. But with that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to be like, you know, they talk about the master of uh, the trick of all trades, but the master of none, you know, yeah. how do you manage all of that? And are you enough now? You know what I mean? Like the whole coming full circle, like do you give yourself enough credibility to say I am enough and I don't need to keep creating anymore and I can, you know, be in the present? Yeah, and that is the evolution I think that really that I'm trying to find and peace in, 
right now is, is, is it always about building? And now what we've really been focused on, it's about building people being building individuals. And so, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it, it, there's, there's times where my day is very, very chaotic, you know, with all of the companies that are going on. However, what I've really been focused on, and this is what I think a lot of people, especially when you start to get to this realm of, you know, and I say success, I'm not talking about financial success. Mm-hmm. I'm saying success in the matter that you have, you started to accomplish the things that you've been chasing in life, right? Is that we have a mission at our, at our company, and that is to help our people create a legacy for themselves, right? We want to give everybody the opportunity to build their legacy. And so by doing that, what we do is we continue to raise up leaders. And in every one of our companies, we have raised up a great leader or great leaders that have taken on tremendous responsibility to make sure that those organizations are running to the best of their abilities, right? And so we are constantly looking at leadership, growing leadership, growing others, pouring into them so that they can start to fulfill what they believe they're called to do. And so whether that's by a partnership or whether that's just by the fact that we are continuing to expand and we understand and recognize an area that we no longer can serve and we need somebody else to serve in that capacity, it gives us an opportunity to continue to grow. In fact, like one of our companies right now in real estate, uh, we are now putting somebody in position to take up um, what's, what is considered our broker position. Uh, and we're, and so, cause I can, I can no longer wear that hat. That is not a responsibility that serves me or is really serving the company to its best of its abilities. And so just that continuous evaluation of where you're at and what your people need in order to be successful, I think is tremendously important. It's so, what's the word? I don't know if it's kismet or if it's uh, you know coincidence that I'm also in a stage of transition right now where for the longest period of time I've had this company, I've had to part ways with that company with my founder of that, you know, it just, it happens. It's like a divorce, mm-hmm. but ultimately I'm now learning that I need to let go of the vine, right? They talk about that in traction and investing in good people takes money, right? And this is for all those young entrepreneurs out there. You start with partners because you don't have a lot of money, but when you start getting money, it's good to go and then invest and have the self-realization or the self-awareness to say, I don't need to be the broker anymore. I can't be the broker. I'm not serving my company or my employees or my family by bringing the broker. And I think that's so important in this evolution of entrepreneurship. And, And I just happen to be going through at the same time right now as a as a recreation of okay go in go spend some of the money that you've worked so hard for to build and invest it in good people because then that company will be able to fly at a higher and faster level than whatever I could do by myself and i think that is i think that's what i got that from from that particular uh, snippet just there yeah you know it's really if you if you think of a of a j right a j mm-hmm. if you've heard of the the, the j curve basically yep. that's exactly right you have your 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 cap someplace in your business or wherever you're at right now Unfortunately, in order for you to grow, it often takes for you to hire that right person or make that commitment, do less on your end or make less money or something of that nature where you feel like, man, am I really taking, am I really going in the wrong direction? So in that J curve, you start to go down, but in order, but what will happen is that when you invest in people, just like you said, it will propel you way farther that you were capable of doing on your own. And that's exactly what you have to look at is like, yes, I'm willing to financially invest in other people. I'm willing to emotionally invest in other people. Once again, sometimes that feels like you're really kind of going back. You're doing a lot more work, but it'll allow you to propel to lay to, to layers and depths that you never were able to do in your business. 
Yeah, that's it's it's such been such an underlying theme for a lot of my podcasts over the years, talking with seasoned investors and seasoned business owners that they look back and reflect and think, yes, it's actually the 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 decision, the pivot point to invest in good people, invest within the company, and to invest within your mission and, and legacy and all that stuff that you talk about helps you fly at a at a faster pace because ultimately we come from a sense of scarcity. We come from a sense of being a solo entrepreneur. And, and we don't want to let go of it, right? We just don't want to go in and reinvest or create the systems. And it, sometimes it takes that going backwards in the J-curve, as you're saying, to be able to go forwards again. So, so really, really, really love that. So out of all the eight companies, what's, what's, what's motivating you right now to, to push forward? And, and what do you got you know, planned for 2022 and beyond? Yeah, you bet, my man. I appreciate you asking that. Um, so the, the biggest passion project that I have right now is, in a, is a group called Man Made. You know, once again, just getting out of sports, the thing that I missed was just the camaraderie with other men, the ability to just, you know, enjoy not only going out and doing something hard and doing and go and trying to accomplish something big, which was at that time was a championship ring. Right. And, and but also just the ability to, to do life with other men. Like we, as guys, we were meant for community. We were meant for uh, a band of brothers around us. I mean, ever since, you know, just go back to biblical times, King David had 30 mighty men that were around him, surrounded him at all times and allowed him to be the great King that he was. Right. And so we, as men are innately drawn to other men that are doing great things in life. And so um, I had continued to look for organizations and, and opportunities to be around other guys. And there wasn't anything out there that I felt was hitting the three dimensions of a man. Right. And these five foundations we talk about. And so we went ahead and, and so I started creating a group. We've got about 500 guys in this group right now. Um, we do a number of events throughout the year, everything from Alpha Camp, which is just a great weekend for guys to get away, go do some awesome hard workouts, but then just have a tremendous amount of fun by doing some, you know, bucket list things that they never get to do or nor do they maybe invest in with other guys that are like-minded, right? Um, we do a, a thing called Core of Discovery which is a father-son weekend opportunity for guys. Because one of the things that we know is that the United States, America, we have never done a great job of that rite of passage for boys to become men. And as fathers, that's a huge desire on our heart is to initiate our young boys into manhood. And what does that look like? And, you know, is it when they got their driver's license? Is it when they graduate high school? Is it when the first time they had sex? Is it when they got married, had a kid? Like, there's a lot of confusion around when a young boy becomes a young man or when a young or when a boy becomes a man to that nature. So we created an event that fathers can take their boys through that helps them initiate them into manhood. And that is just an amazing opportunity for us to once again, pour into these men and for those men to pour into their sons. And then there's what we've got is what's called the awakening. This is for somebody like, ah, Maybe they have gone through a divorce. Maybe they've gone through a, a divorce in their business as well. Or maybe they, maybe they had something really, you know, traumatic happen in their life that has now took an, a, taken a turn that they just can't seem to get over. And so this is a three-day event. It's mentally exhausting, exhausting, physically exhausting, emotionally exhausting. But what it allows you to do is it allows you to expose exactly where you're at in life. It allows you to expose the emotions that you've got in this thing, but then it also propels you out of that pit. It allows you to get out of that mindset so that you can start to make forward motion into your life. 
And then also build a community of other like-minded men that you've just gone to war with. A lot of that war was in your own head, but you've gone to war with, and you've got a bond now of other guys that are going to help you as you continue to push through and start to see the successes in your life. That's incredible. I, I, I think the, the thing that comes for me when you mention all that stuff is team sports. Like, yeah. you, you know, I remember being growing up and my dad um, really pushing me to play rugby and like, you know, in not the sense of to be good at it, uh, just a sense of always from a young age, be in a team environment. So you learn leadership skills and whether it be a guy or a girl, I think it's very important to, to be in a team in team sports because individual sports are great as well. But they always they teach you certain types of skill sets. So, so uh, you talk about going to war with someone. You know, uh, for me, it's out the rugby pitch for eighty minutes. You know, and grinding yeah. out the wind and all that sort of stuff. But, but giving your background and professionalism and sport, it, it just it, it it's such you know commonalities in that that you're trying to develop leadership skills and use whether it be sports or, or, or go through some physical uh, pain in order to break down barriers to be vulnerable with other people around you to, to then share in, in, in a future victory, whether it be on the sporting field or, or in one of these sessions that, that you speak about. So um, awesome, awesome stuff. Are all the businesses on, on, on autopilot now? You've got enough people in place to, uh, to take care of it all? Absolutely not, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got great leaders. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, one thing is, is, is you know, as business owners, CEOs, as presidents of companies, you know, we, are, we, we always need to be that vision for the companies. We need to continue to help uh, them grow and not allow them to settle into complacency or to settle with past successes. And so I think it's a responsibility. I mean, each one one of these companies and you know i'm speaking to those in the audience is that that is your responsibility is to help your business continue to grow and give that vision to those leaders and work with your leaders as they continue to push the envelopes as well too so um if they were on autopilot man i would be creating more stuff because that's <laughs> i just don't do good on idle so uh, that, that's awesome i think you and i you and i both my friend you and i both but look at the end of every show we like to dive into the top five investing tips you ready to get into it Love it, dude. Let's do it. Mate, number question one is tell me what you do each and every morning to keep on track towards your goals in terms of a habit. Yeah, I you know what? Listen, I fill my cup. I know that I'm going to be bombarded with a lot of stuff that I just out of my control. So it is super important for me to fill my cup on a daily basis. I tackle a hard thing, which is an, I, I go to the ice barrel every single morning because if that is the hardest thing that I've got to do today, I'm going to get it done first and foremost. I'm going to build that resilience in myself. Um, and then of course, then I I I've really gotten into meditation mm -hmm. and I want to visualize the things that I want in my life. And so I'm getting myself as prepared as I possibly can for whatever is going to happen that day. And I'm going to try to play offense as much as I can too. Love it. Meditation, eat the frog, love yep. that stuff. Question mm -hmm. number two is who's been the most influential person in your career to date? Boy, uh, gosh, you know, I've been so fortunate uh, to have such strong strong people in my life, men and women, um, you know, for every area of my life, the faith, family, fitness, finance, and our future, I have key people that sit at my board table that are the directors for me in those areas. But if I was going to pick one person, I would tell you that hands down, uh, the, the, the person that has made the most impact influence in my life has been my father. Mm. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, amen to that, dude. Yeah. Question number three is: What is the most influential tool in your business? When I say tool, it could be a physical tool, like a, a journal or a phone, or it could or it could be like a technology or a piece of software that you just can't run your business without. What is it? 
Uh, man, that's a great question. I, you know, here's the thing I would say is it, it is hands down. I would say my phone, mm. the phone gives me the opportunity. And when I control it, it doesn't control me. Um, it gives me the opportunity to have access to podcasts, to books, to zoom calls, to phone conversations, to texting, all of those areas of my life that are important and vital for me to grow, um, and to achieve greater success that, that if it's going to be, if it has to be something like that, it, it, if the phone is hands down the best thing, best tool for me. That's awesome. Question number four, in one sentence, what has been the biggest failure in your career? What did you learn from that failure? The biggest failure that I've experienced or that I have in my life is, is not understanding my worth. And what that has taught me is that we are all worthy. We have all have a greater purpose in life and it has nothing to do with the talent that we have or the uniform that we wear. I love that. I love that a lot. Uh, not understanding your worth or not being okay that you're comfortable in your own skin is another yeah. way of putting it. So love that. Mate, last question is where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to be in your sphere. Where do they go? Yeah, love it, my man. Uh, so if you are a guy, you can go to man-made.org, man-made.org. And in there, you'll be able to apply for our private network. Uh, so you can get us there, you know, follow me on social media, guys. I mean, I've got my website, joshkalinowski.com. That's fine. You can do that as well too. There's a newsletter that we send out a couple of times a week, but I do a daily drive time video on Instagram, 8:30 mountain standard time. And I give you the first 15 minutes of my day. I talk about like what I'm working on challenges that I'm being faced with things that I'm overcoming questions that I'm answering for myself. And hopefully gets a little bit of inspiration in there for you as well too, as you continue to tackle some big shit in your life. That's freaking awesome, dude. We definitely have to check you out. Well, look, mate, I want to thank you for coming on today's show. Uh, I want to reflect some of the things that I took away from today's show. I think the first and foremost is thank you for being so vulnerable. I think having those conversations in and around re reinvigorating, restarting, you know, re creating a new identity for one another, for yourself and for, for people out there who've gone through big changes, whether it be divorce or, or changing careers or death in the family, or in your case, you know, coming out of a professional baseball era, is 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 really important to talk about i think because there's so much mindset anguish behind that and it goes down to what you just said before not understanding your worth not being okay in your own skin because you have to prove it to someone and and i think that that is probably the biggest thing i've taken away taken away from this show and then what I, but i do love also that you you talk about you know a, a life unfulfilled, but then how you bring that back into your business and inspire other leaders within the organization to step up to the plate, to allow them to be the leaders that you want them to be. So you can then let go of the vine. So you don't have to be the broker. Um, I think that's been really, really powerful. And then everything you're doing with the man-made stuff, keeping it, keeping it, you know, in and around mindset and, and helping fathers and sons grow and blossom their relationships. So did I leave anything out? You got him, man. I, I appreciate it. That's a great, <laughs> that's some good takeaways. I don't know if that's all I said, but I appreciate that, man. <laughs> you made it sound really, really good. <laughs> well, I, I've got a whole bunch of notes here. So, uh, you know, like the, uh, you know, as Tim Ferriss says, um, you know, keep, keep writing stuff down during podcasts. And this is what I've written down and taken away. So, mate, again, thank you so much for jumping on the show. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up very, very soon. Thank you. We appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. Well, there you have another cracking episode jam-packed with some incredible advice from Josh. Please don't definitely check him out on social media and on his website. 
joshkalinowski.com. He does a 15-minute you know, live daily uptake of what he's doing each and every morning. I'm definitely going to subscribe to that. I want to thank you all for taking some time out of, day, out of the day to continue to grow your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on this show. If you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give it a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget all the notes from today's show will be up on my website at reedgoosens.com. And we're going to do it all again next week. So remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack.